You are now tuned in to the High History Podcast with your host, the great Stone Dragon. Once again, welcome to the High History Podcast. I am your host, the great Stone Dragon, and we are live in the DMV. Hey, no me. That was back in the day, back in the QT9 days. We ain't know what the fuck Go-Go was, but that shit was cool to me. I love that shit. Um, so basically, this is a podcast about history, but we're high. And why are we high? Why we talk about history. Glad you asked. Because I feel the only way for us to really understand history, besides being in a book, being in a class, listening to a professor, is to talk about it. But talk about it in layman's terms. And I feel like the best way to achieve that is to smoke some weed and talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. And today's subject is rather interesting because we know in history about ancient Kemet also known as ancient Egypt. We know about the astronomy they had. We know about their gods, Anubis, Horus, Toth, um, all the other gods that they have. We knew that the pharaohs considered themselves gods. Pharaoh Ramses, Pharaoh Seti, Tutankhamun. All of these pharaohs considered themselves gods. But where did they come from? Huh? Where where did they come from? And I'm going to tell you where they came from. They came from their granddaddies and grandmamas in what is known as Nubia or the kingdom of Kush. There are a lot of other different names for Nubia, but they came from the Nubians. And let me tell you something. The Nubians, they were dark, like really, really, really dark. They were a Nilo-Saharic tribe uh, known as the Noba people. And these people spoke a Nilo-Saharic language and they were nomads. But eventually, you know, they stopped being nomads because they were along what is known as the Nile River. And along the Nile River, they were able to establish themselves and build their farms and build their houses and raise their kids and do whatever else they had to do. But as they were gaining steam, It was like, hey, it's a lot of us here. Because of a lot of us here, why not start a kingdom? And it was like, cool, we'll start a kingdom. So they started a kingdom and they began to invest in different trades. People were learning how to be goldsmiths, how to be blacksmiths, how to be in the military. Um, One of their biggest exports was gold. Gold. They were rich. You could use gold for any effing thing. They were rich. They used gold in their armor. They used gold in their their palaces. They used gold in their jewelry, as DJ Khaled says, in their jewelry. Um, And they, they were rich. And it was just black excellence 
everywhere. That was the Nubians. That was their embodiment. They were also known as other names. So the Greeks called them Ethiopia. And this is not to be mistaken with the country of Ethiopia, where the Habasha people are, and Eritrea, where the Tigrinian people are, and the Hamer people, and all the other people of Ethiopia. This Ethiopia is basically Sudan and southern Egypt, what Egypt would have known as the upper kingdom. Egypt called Nubia Ta-Seti. And Ta-Seti meant land of the bow, meaning the bow and arrow. And I'll tell you why. Because the Nubians were skilled archers. Anytime they go in battle, imagine, you know, you in Egypt and you riding your chariot and you ride along, trot, trot, rod to Pharaoh, we're going to win. And then all of a sudden you look up and the sky is just black. And there's arrows in the sky. And you're like, what the fuck? Because there's thousands of arrows in the sky and it's coming down. And you're about to die. And you just have to sit there and accept it. And you might not even have a shield to kind of, you know, take the blows, you know, before your horses die and then you fall off and then, you, then, you know, you get stabbed by the, the raining arrows. They were that good at archery. Imagine in the middle of a battle, somebody got a sword, come out, fwah, fwah, fwah. But then the guy comes out with the bow and arrow. He was like, oh, you got a sword? I got a long-ass bow and a long-ass arrow. Close range. Fwah! Hit the nigga, right? So they were really, really good at archery. They were also cattle herders. They had hella cattle. Plenty meats. Plenty clothes. Anything you want with the cattle. They had it. And the Nubians were skilled traders. How did they trade? They used the Nile River because the Nile River connected Nubia to Egypt. They were able to trade. They traded ivory, too, from the elephants. Who you know got that? The Nubians. That's who got that. So there are three groups of people in the Nubians. There's the A group, and they're the first group of Nubians from the kingdom of what is known as Kustu. Um, it is said to have been depleted due to immigration to western and southern areas. So basically, there were the people there before that was like, hey, you know, what's up? We're here. And then they spent some time there, and it was like, yeah, you know, never mind. We're going to go this way. My cousin's over there. Let's do it. So that was the A group. So then, obviously, after the A group, who would come next? The motherfucking B group. And the B group was the second group of Nubians. And we're going to put a pause. So, yeah, I had to take a pause because my landlordio came by because our heat ain't working. But it's all good. You know, you just charge it to the game because, you know, the heat ain't working. Sometimes you ain't got no heat. But that's all right because that's life. That is life. Sometimes that happens. But I got a space heater, though. That shit warm as hell. But anyway. Back to what I was talking about, the B group of the Nubians. They were the second groups of Nubians, right? So, some archaeologists, as I like to call them, haters, said they didn't exist. 
But I say that's bullshit. Because if it's an A group, and if it's a C group, how the fuck you go from A to C? Right? Don't make no fucking sense. There's a motherfucking B group. And it was said they had depleted because of comedian invasions. So basically, the B group was the one that was beefing with Egypt, and Egypt just said, fuck the group. We gonna go ahead and invade y'all and kill all y'all niggas. And that's what happened to them. And it's sad, but there was a B group. So stop hating. Damn it. Anyway, the final group of the Nubians was the C group. They were the third group of Nubians, and this group would be the group to flourish and lead peaceful and warlike relations. So basically, sometimes they was beefing with Egypt. Sometimes they was trading beef with Egypt. Sometimes they were shooting at each other. Sometimes they were shooting with each other, right? Prime example. When the Nubians heard that Egypt was getting attacked by the Syrians, or the Assyrians, excuse me. When they were getting attacked by the Assyrians, the Nubians said, fuck that. That's my motherfucking cousin. Fuck no. And they came behind Egypt, and they said, fuck, 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 when they motherfucking bows and arrows, them Assyrians ain't know what to fucking do. Not at all. They were that tight with Egypt. But you know, something happened. Eventually, you will start to notice that the Nubians started to take on Egyptian culture, worshiping Egypt's gods, wearing Egypt's clothes, speaking Kemet's language, use Kemet and Egypt interchangeably because it's the same thing. They started acting like Egyptians. We never know why. But what we do know is those that acted like Egyptians, they were dark as hell, and they have paintings of it. Paintings of people in Egyptian wear, but they're dark. Those are the Nubians. The bronze are the people of Kemet, the bronze people you see. Those are Kemet, but the black, black, blickety, black, black, People in those clothes are Nubians. They are the ancestors of Kemet. That's what you got to understand. They are Kemet's ancestors. And so they said, okay, we were Egypt, but fuck that right now. We're going to go be the kingdom of Kush. So they became the kingdom of Kush. And then King Pai, or King Pai, whichever one. I don't know how to speak Nubian, but that sounds cool. King Pai, hell yeah. So, they invaded, restored, and ruled Egypt for a hundred years. One hundred years. But then, guess what? They were driven out by the Assyrians. The Assyrians said, yo, fuck that. They came in, they shot us up. Well, guess what? We're going to go shoot them up. That's what happens. So, after that, the new Nubian kingdom established in Meroe, 
Meroe preserved the Egyptian customs and put their own twist on it. So they say, yeah, we finna be like Egyptians, but we're gonna put this little Nubian hoodoo in it and we're gonna make it ours. So guess what they started doing? They started building pyramids. But their pyramids are smaller. Their pyramids are a little, they're a little more narrow. They're not as wide. And there are hundreds of them. You go to Egypt, it's like in in Giza, you're gonna see about Three full pyramids. In Nubia, it's like a hundred of them niggas, and they all lined up. Real shit. But those Nubians, as they began to rule, guess what fucking happened? Same thing that happened to Jesus. The motherfucking Romans. They came in, and they was ruling the world, and the Roman that conquered them, his name was Petronius. Patronius, Patron in Spanish. Boss. Imagine a nigga named Boss coming and whooping your ass and invading the kingdom. And it's a nigga you ain't never seen before in your life. That's crazy. What in the world? So after Patronius invaded him, the Romans, they kept doing what they was doing and then came the Greeks. Aristotle, all them niggas, they came. The Arabs came. Everybody was coming to Nubia, because guess what? They was like, oh, shit, gold. Crazy, right? Ivory, all of these other things. Nubia, they were already attacking Africa before the English, the Spanish, Portuguese, all them niggas. Already, Europe, they're crazy as fuck. What the hell? So, because of this, it changed the religious landscape of Nubia. Some were Muslim, some were Christian. You know, some of their original, you know, Nubian tribal religions and and different things like that. Uh, But it changed their dress, their dances, their traditions. Um, And, you know, it started like their own kind of thing. And they became Nubians into modernization. And now we are discovering that Nubians, you know, they have been somewhat kicked out of their homeland at times because of Egypt. It's the same old thing. It's the same old beef. You know, and these are ostracized people sometimes. These people... Uh, still kind of live somewhat close to their homeland and live more primitive lifestyles. It's, it's really amazing to see the, the progression with Nubia um, and what it is today and to see where it came from. And you know, that's happening all over the world. Nubia is not the only kingdom. You know, you just got to Really dig deep and really do your history and do your own research because history is very, very important. It basically tells you if you don't do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And here's why, because I have a story for it. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm telling you the story so you can know and you can know what to do with it. And that is the purpose. We'll be right back. 
to our next segment on the High History Podcast with your host, the great Stone Dragon. To the High History Podcast. In this segment of the podcast, I'm just going to talk about something weed related. There don't got to be no terpenes and like, no, like, like CBD, you know, all this other shit. Like, just talk about some shit kind of related to weed and like what you think about weed and what do you think, you know, weed will grow into and all that shit. So that's what I'm going to talk about right now. So, I was thinking the other day, the reason the South don't want no weed is because, one, they know that Black people and Native American people and Latinx people and all kinds of people have historical backgrounds growing weed. And there's a lot of them in the South. Historically. And then two, the South got every kind of landscape that you can think of. They got swamps, rich soil in the swamp, everything growing the swamp. They got red clay, rich mineral soil. They got sounds and in, in mineral-rich soil on the islands, on the sea islands, and on the in the and on the the the, the Pamlico and the, the outer banks and everywhere. Rich soil. And when you got that, minorities in the South could really capitalize on marijuana. In a mostly Republican area of the country, that scares Republicans. Makes them shake and tingle, even the black Republicans, it scares them. Marijuana is a gateway drug. Marijuana is a sin. Marijuana goes against God. We believe in the Bible and what's righteous and right, yet we want our guns. It goes against what they think. It really does. Some of them smoke marijuana, but guess what? They got money tied up in it. So they're like, what the fuck I'm going to make this shit illegal or legal for when I'm making hella money with private prisons and getting people in jail because of weed? And I smoke weed. I smoke the weed they bring in. Evil shit. Weed down south would really lift up America 
economically because we have a long tradition of growing it down south and out west in the southern half of the United States. We will grow. And they're scared. They're scared of us having power. They're scared of us handling that amount of money without their hand in it. And you can figure out who they is. You can figure out who we is. It ain't no secret. So that's why in the South, we got to fight for legislation and making this legal. We got to fight and make sure that we ain't getting locked up for a plant that we've been growing. All the minority, black, Native American, Latinx, tell you the truth, we all the same. If you really want to get real, we all the same. We got to get together. And we got to have a part in the cannabis community. We got to have a part in cannabis cultivation and cannabis distribution and cannabis cooking and all the things you could do with cannabis. We got to come together, y'all. We really do. Because we can't have what's going on in the South deter the economy from growing and from us growing. Because if guess what? If we grow, the economy grow. Because we spending money. With our stuff, look at you know what that that's we'll be back, yeah, we'll be back. to thank everybody for coming out to the high history podcast we had a lot of fun talking about the nubians and their contributions to society on this segment of the podcast we are now going to have street poems with the great stoned dragon poems inspired by the streets read in poetry style and now a poem called frat check this poem is about how a person would really act if they were in a fraternity and the fraternal climate got so bad to the point where it became similar to g-checking as in the streets and now frat check what's your frat nigga when you cross who your dean nigga is you a boss that's your line sister she thick as hell don't get caught nigga you be in jail You pay your dues, nigga. You on the news, nigga. You out recruiting for some motherfucking new niggas. But you want real niggas. The kind that beat niggas up. If they ever break the line, you down to beat niggas up, man. Who your founders? Can you spit your info back? You gonna sell them fish plates and get your chapter some racks? All these niggas wanna do is fucking strolling their hoes. Then get on the gram and talk about they donated clothes. That shit is lame. Do you know your line sister name? Think because you might be papered that the shit is a game? Think because you paper you done took the easy way out? Think because you may you won't get fucking punched in your mouth? What you finna do a perk fucking know your grip? Told y'all niggas mad times you better cover your shit. 
Steady being strolled practice, but don't be in your class. Now your ass dumb as hell, and niggas block show was ass. Cause you was showing your ass. Now you on probation. Can't participate in shit. And you feel the frustration. This is not about some niggas who be running the yard. This is some shit about some niggas fucking running as hard. You need charisma. We bored looking at your shit. Told you be a fucking man and you gonna act like a bitch. Other chapters look at y'all and be like, them niggas suck. If a nigga call a trade, you finna jump in the woo. Don't be hating no niggas cause they don't weigh your letters. All that shit is fun at games to you ain't got shit together. It's frat chat, nigga. I hope you doing your part. Hope you giving back to kids and fucking grilling apart. Hope you ride for your niggas when you might gotta ride. I hope you slide for your sisters when it come time to slide. Cause if you don't, your whole fucking shit gonna fail. Don't be stupid, little niggas. They don't enough in jail. Shit. And that was frat chat. A street poem. By the great stoned dragon. This is the High History Podcast. A podcast about history when we high. Until next time, stay stoned.